What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of my awesome guests like the one I have joining me today. Jeff Lopes is a proud dad of two super active kids, a husband for 17 years. He's been an entrepreneur for 25 years and has founded companies like Camaraware and True Blue Homes. In addition to running these highly successful companies, Jeff is a podcast host of the top-rated entrepreneur podcast, Jeff Knows, Inc., He's an author of a fantastic book called Entrepreneur or Dad. He is also a coach helping thousands of people and has created a coaching platform for entrepreneurial dads called A Man's Purpose. It is a pleasure to welcome Jeff Lopes to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, brother. How are you, man? I'm so excited to be here. We've built a, a great friendship over the last little while, so anything we do together is, is going to be magic. So I'm excited to be on your podcast. Awesome. Uh, well, I'm I'm certainly glad we've connected. And uh, honestly, I, I I tell my wife all the time. I, I say he's he's my uh, he's my BFF. So uh, so if I've got to talk to him, I got to talk to him. So um, so yeah. So I I appreciate uh, our friendship. You've given me a lot of support and guidance. And 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 uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're you're one of my key guys that I'm going to be shooting for when I put my personal board of directors together. So uh, I'm really excited about you uh, agreeing to come on. Cause I'm, you know, there's one thing that I, I, I do know a little bit about you and your, and your family and all that, but for my listeners who may not know who you are, uh, kind of give me the backstory about Jeff through, through your history. And then also because it's a dad podcast, I want to know about your family. Uh, I know, I know there's been some struggles with your son and all that. So I want to know about that stuff too. So um, for my listeners who don't know, just uh, give me a little backstory about Jeff. Yeah. So I'll give you a quick little aspect of the, the business side quickly. Just get that out of the way. I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. I started my first company at 17, but um, since 19 on, I've always been self-employed. If you want to call it, I, I love building things and, and exiting and selling them and, Camorware is the only company I've actually held on to. It's been uh, 15 years, um, and it's been a, a great ride. So we manufacture and martial art and boxing equipment. So that's my main company. And then I do a lot of real estate and other little ventures. Family-wise, which is why I'm on this podcast, and it's probably the most important thing to me, is everything. I, I can't stress that enough. I've been married for over 17 years to an incredibly patient, loving woman that's very independent, that has a joy for life, and just Easiest way to describe my wife, she says it all the time, if today doesn't change, it was a good day. She's the most simple person mm. you'll ever meet and just loves being around family. Family is everything to her. So I appreciate that so much of her. And, and I've learned so much because of that. I've learned to be a more patient father and more loving husband. Just everything about her just makes me a better man. Children-wise, I got two incredible active children and I, I stress the word active they're they're workout fanatics one's 12 one's 14 my daughter just started high school but you're going to build the perfect child i mean everything about her she's straight a student super athlete loves her family every inch of time she ha can hang out with dad like 
we go for, like even last night, we go for power walks, me and her, just talk about life. We do that at least three, four times a week. And, and she just loves her younger brother and, and everything that he's been through. She's been very aware and very emotionally attached and very, a huge part of creating an open environment in a comfort environment because they've always been to school together. So being the older sister, and, and I'll go through quickly my son's struggles, but she's always been almost his bodyguard, almost the one always looking out for him, always there for him, always watching out to make sure he's okay, he's around the right people. And that's been so impactful for our family, knowing that she was always there when we're not. And mm-hmm. and, and the teachers were, were aware of it. From going Graduating from grade 8 to grade 9, which she just did, it was a virtual graduation. So we weren't even aware of what was happening. And she was actually awarded sibling of the year out of her school, which is pretty oh, incredible. Awesome. We, were, we were so, so proud of that. And, and going to my son, my son's my little, my little angel. I mean, he is, he has made, he has made me the dad who I am, right? 12 years ago, we almost lost him at birth and we spent the first four months of his life at Sick Kids Hospital. And through the whole process, it was a struggle. Like we, we would go days in that we didn't know if he would make it through. And somehow we kept pushing himself through and, and every single moment, it just gave us more inspiration, more hope that he was going to make it. And, and finally, that four month mark, when we finally took him home, we were given a diagnosis that he had CP cerebral palsy. And that was the eye opening moment for our family. And I remember we got back home and the next day, and I think I told you a story before, Brian, that mm-hmm. the next day I, I sat with my wife and I said, the only thing I don't want to happen is to turn around and be 50 or six years old and live with regret that we didn't give our chance and every single opportunity that we possibly could to give our son the best opportunity to succeed in life. And at that point, we were told by the doctors he would be confined to a wheelchair. We didn't know his future. Part of his brain was pretty damaged. And that's when our journey started. And from day one on, it was just every single form of resource, every penny I could put into rehabilitation, into into rehab, into into therapies, everything that I could do. And it was just hours and hours every single day. And fast forward 12 years, he was out of his braces before his 12th birthday. He's getting ready. We just actually registered it for the summer. We're going to be running our first marathon. He's a workout fanatic. He's a baseball player. He's doing amazing in school. So it, it's been just this little miracle baby. And and every day I look at him and it's just, I, 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 I have a smile when I see his face. He's the most loving, sweet kid you'd ever need. I, I call him my little puppy. When I get home, from work or I get home from any later on in the day or anything I do, he's the first running to the door to give me a hug and a kiss. And, and he's just this infectious, sweet kid that just, just loves hanging out with dad. And we had this bond where it's just, it's, it's so close. We work, he's my 12 year old and, I, and you know this, we, we work out four or five days a week together. Mm-hmm. He's my workout partner. So it's been such a great journey. So that's me in a, in a little, little nutshell. Family first, but the business is always there as well. Oh my gosh. Jeff, I just, I commend you and your wife for the job that you guys have done with your kids and just the love. I mean, I can hear it in your voice, the love that you guys uh, have for your kids and, and how much you want for them and the bond that you guys clearly have. Uh, and I'm sure the same with your wife, the bond that, you, that both of you have with your kids is, is incredible. And I see it, you know, through your posts and, and the discussions that we've had over the last couple of months, but it's just remarkable. And so, I mean, hats off to you as a dad for really, really taking the dad role seriously. And uh, it's, it's something that is missed a lot. 
and you know you're running i mean picture this jeff I mean, this is your life you're running a couple of businesses trying to keep those things going at the same time you've got a, a son who could be struggling for years if not for the rest of his life and a daughter who needs your attention as well and then and then your wife who's who's struggling with the challenges of her of her son i mean those things can put a lot on a on a dad on a husband and can really hold you back and i find that there are times when dads kind of they slip away uh, they look to other things. Maybe they focus so much on their career that they're missing out on trying to be so involved at home because they're scared or they don't know what to do or they don't know how to act or they don't know the answers. They don't know how to fix things. And you had that all figured out. I know it was a challenge. I know you, you weren't sure what, what tomorrow was going to bring, but you guys didn't care. You guys made it happen. So um, kudos to you guys, you and your wife both, um, remarkable. And I'm glad that you're sent. I see, I see him in the posts and stuff. And, and I know you're up in, you're up in Canada. So one of these days we're going to get to meet and I can't wait to meet both your kids and your wife. Cause it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that day, Jeff. I really am. Ditto, ditto back brother. Ditto. I, I'm very much looking forward to the day we meet in person as well. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I know that can be uh, sometimes hard, but at the same time, I know you're, you understand that the impact that you have on other people as well, uh, that story can resonate with a lot of people and really help them uh, change and uh, understand that, hey, we're trying to get through this thing called life and we're going to do the best we can for our kids and this is how we do it. So let's help other dads do the same for their families. When it comes to your guys' parenting style, I mean, you, you're a successful entrepreneur, author, uh, you're a coach to thousands of other people. You're trying to be the dad you can be. You're trying to be the husband you can be. Describe you and your wife's parenting style. I'm, I'm more hands-on than my wife. My wife's more the, the nurturer, the lover, the, the provider in, in the emotional aspect. I'm more the hands-on dad. I mean, I could, I could honestly think of moments, Brian, when my daughter was like four years old and I was, I would be the only dad sitting there on a chair three, three times a week for two hours at a bell, at our ballet classes. And I would just sit there reading a book. Like I've always been hands on. I, I still pick up my kids from school. I still drive them to school. I mean, I'm very hands on and I've always been very hands on. So I think that's a huge aspect because I find our time is very limited and you, and you know, that's that where they say 90% of the face time we have with kids before the age of 18. And I was aware of that for a while. And I was aware that it's, it's the time and the bond we build with them when they're young is going to last the rest of their life. So it was always in my mind where their time was more precious than anything else. And I put that in my head from day one. And one thing I did prior, didn't realize I was doing it, but I now realize it and I now focus on it, was living without regrets. I never want to live with regret. And that's something a lot of people do live with. And there's moments in life that things happen and we can't change them. But I always had that mindset where, and we talked about this the other day, I think, where, for example, if my dad calls me and says, hey, Jeff, I need this done. In the past, I would be like, okay, dad, I'll be there on Saturday. I'll be there in a couple of days to get it done for you. Now, I don't want to leave regret. I don't want to go home and something happens to my dad. And they'd be like, I didn't go see him when he asked to come see me. And I literally drop everything and just go down and drive down to Toronto and go see him. So and go help him and do whatever he's done. So I now have that mindset. And with my kids, 
it was always like that. It was always from day one where I call it the yes factor, where I, if my kids want something that's actually time rewarding, where it's like, hey, dad, can you complete cash me? Or dad, can you drive me here? Or, dad, I never say no. I never say no to that. Um, I mean, a lot of people might take that in a way where I'm spoiling them. To me, it's all about time. It's about building mm-hmm. memories. And I want them to have that mindset that my dad was always here for me. And you never know how short life is. Like I lost my closest friend to a brain tumor at 34 years old. And we grew up together. He had, we had kids at the same time. We got married at the same time. We were in each other's wedding parties at 34 years old. He woke up one day with a bad headache, went to work, collapsed. Three days later, found he had a tumor and lasted six months and left his kids behind and, and left his wife and way too short and way too early to go. But I realized that life is very short. So I want to build as many memories with my kids as possible. So one day when it is my time to go, they have these memories built that they're, they're going to be able to tell their grandkids. We've taken so many photos that are going to last generation, generation, hopefully three, four, five generations later, people are going to still know who I am. And it's all through our family tree and through our, our, our memories. We built through photos, actually printing out photos and stuff like that. So there's different things we do that make sure we keep building memories and the memories will keep lasting forever. I love that. I live without regret. I love it. And, uh, you're right. It's something that uh, I take very seriously, too. I know that you do. Uh, and I'm the same way. I'm, I'm like you, Jeff. If my kids need something, they need me to run them here. They need, they, you know, I've had times in the past. I mean, I've been a coach, a, a sports coach for so long. And uh, I remember one time, just to give you an example, I was, I left work to go. At this time, my son was, my older son was a, a sophomore in high school. And I wasn't a coach on his team. So I, I had left work to go watch him play, and he uh, he called me up and he said, "Dad, I forgot my basketball bag." And I'm like, "What do you mean you forgot it?" He goes, "It's on the bus, like the bus that dropped off the team at this at, at the school that they were playing yeah. at. He left it on the bus, and the bus had left." And I said, "So what are you going to do?" And he's like, "Well, coach told me I can't play because I don't have I don't have my uniform or anything." And I said, "Okay, well." You know, hard lesson to learn, but uh, you need to make sure you have all your stuff. And he goes, no. He goes, Dad, coach told me if I can get my bag back here before the start of the game, I can play. And I said, okay, so what do you need me to do? And he goes, can you go back to our school, because that's where the bus is going, and wait for the bus there. And when the bus pulls up, grab my bag from the bus driver and then bring it back here. I go, I, and this is, I mean, these are distances away. And I'm, I, I said, I said, Blake, I don't know that I'm going to make it back in time. He goes, I don't care. As long as you can get back here, I can get changed. So that way, Coda let me play. And I did it. I, there, there was a part of me that said, you know what? This is a lesson he needs to learn to take better, be more mature and, and take better control of the things that he has around him. And you know what I mean? Be more responsible. And I could have played that hard lesson, but I didn't. I wanted my son to not feel ashamed or embarrassed or, you know, and so I took it seriously and drove all the way to the back to the, to our main school, waited for the bus driver, got the bus driver. She, she got on the bus. She said, yep, his bag's right here. And then I raced back to the other school that he was at and I made it back in time for the start of the game. But we just go out of our way to make sure that our kids are, are protected. I think that yeah. we're protected. Yeah. And very yeah. much like that. It's, it's protected. It's going up and above to make sure that they live in a very 
protect it, it, and it's a good way. And there's there's bad, like you said, there's there's lessons always of learning directly or directly through those things. But it's as parents, I mean, it's it's just natural for us to want to comfort and protect our kids, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm glad you brought that up because I'm, I am exactly the same way. Now, when it comes to you know your own parents, what do you think's been the single most important thing you've learned from them, and how has that impacted you as a father? These things, there's a, there's a few things, and one of them I just honestly realized a few years ago, Brian, is my father. And this is something else I think we had a conversation on, but my father was a blue collar worker, worked Ford Motors factory, worked on the assembly line 30 years, and two weeks day, two weeks night, and just worked like a dog. And one thing my father realized, he was never an entrepreneur, but realized, and he indirectly mentored me and taught me this. And it took me years and years and me to be an adult and a parent to realize it. Is he realized that wealth was measured by freedom. And what I mean by that is my father back then was making really good money working at Florida, like 30 something bucks an hour. And this is going on to what, 20, 30 years ago. And he was making like, like you said, 30 something dollars an hour. If you work weekends, you would get time and a half, sometimes on holidays, triple time. So crazy amount of money. And all, at that time, all my uncles, cousins, we had so many family members all worked at Ford because it was a great paying job back then. And it had a lot of great benefits. And all my uncles, everybody would always work weekends. My father never worked one weekend. He made sure he was with us every single Saturday and Sunday. That was family time. Saturday and Sunday was whatever we needed done. He was there with us. And then everything he did was he would block all his holidays and put them all together. And every summer, for well, we did this for maybe 12, 13 years straight, he would block four weeks in the summer, and we'd jump in the car in Toronto and go on a beautiful road trip and drive down to Cape Cod. He'd rent a little cottage by the beach, and we'd spend three to four weeks by the beach every single summer. And he realized how important family time was, and he realized that, I mean, he could have had a bigger house. He could have had nicer cars, more tartar, but he realized at that, at that moment that wealth equals freedom. And he was making enough money to live the lifestyle he wanted and have the freedom to spend with his family. And, and, it, was, and it was years later, like I said, a few years ago, I just sat there and I started thinking my dad and thinking his work ethic. And I asked him one day and I said, why didn't you work more Saturdays? And he looked and he goes, I want to be with you guys. I literally had a tear in my eye because it, mm. it was so impactful for me to see that and hear him say that. And it's crazy as, as I got older, like as a, as a 44-year-old growl grown man, like I hug and kiss my dad all the time. Like I appreciate him so much more as an adult because all mm-hmm. the sacrifices and all even the little lessons where I sit back and I think about it. And these are lessons I teach my kids now because I saw my dad do them to me where just manners. I mean, as a kid, I remember going to a store and I would be like, Jeff, stay back. I'm like, why? He'll see that lady come and hold the door for her. And he would make mm-hmm. me do that at all, make me do that. So I used to be the kid on the block that would help all the elderly people carry the groceries home off the bus. My dad would be like, Hey, uh, Maria's down the street. Are you, are you see her down the street? And we live downtown Toronto. Like, okay, go, go, go wait there. She's going to be coming. She, she usually comes around this time, help her, to help her home. And I would be the one carrying the bags and do it. And I always do this. And it was something where it just came natural. My dad would ask me, I would do it. But it's those manners, teaching those habits, teaching that good vibration, just being good to people. It all comes back to you. And that's something I've done with my kids, like saying thank you, smiling at somebody in the grocery store, holding the door for something. From, from three, four years old, I was already implying those things to my kids. So I, I think those are two lessons my dad taught me that are priceless and it's something that I appreciate so much. I love that. Those are awesome memories. 
that you build with your with your families and i mean you kind of have certain practices that you do now with your family like you're always home at night for dinner i know you've shared that with me you're always home every night for dinner and um those, those kind of things are huge commitments that we make i mean we sacrifice so much for our kids there are things that you know for my wife and i there are things that we could have that we've chosen not to have because we know there's other things that we need to provide for our kids that we do so we sacrifice our you know things that we don't necessarily need but want so that way we can uh, give give to our kids more and then you know what Jeff, you're talking about being helpful you know as a kid your dad taught you manners and all that kind of stuff where you're helping other people you're still like that today i mean look at the impact that your dad had on you because you're as a, as, a, as a grown man now you are so helpful to everybody else um that's why because of the, what he instilled in you when you were a young young kid young boy yeah, you know what? It's just it's that mindset, honestly, Brian. And and I've always had that mindset where I, I can't say no. And I, and I, sometimes it's a bad thing. I've been right. like I was I was helping two individuals as well, like two people off off social media that want help with their business. And I'm not charging them nothing. I'm just helping them out and helping them grow and giving them ideas. And I spend a couple hours with them. And it's something where I love seeing people succeed. I've never I've never been the jealous type. And you hear a lot of entrepreneurs that have that. Don't get me wrong. I'm super competitive. I want to be the best at everything I can. And I teach my kids to be the best at everything can they can. That's one thing we, we drive and strive for. But at the same time, too, I'm okay with being the best and having somebody just as good as me next to me and I help them get there. I'm okay with that. And, and I appreciate that. And having that mindset where it's, it's okay to help everybody. Because at the end of the day, whether they help you back or not, that's not, not what you're doing it for. You're doing it because you enjoy seeing people succeed. And it's something, I, I, as you said, my dad taught me, my mom taught me, and it's something I, I appreciate and I still value very much. That's awesome. Very cool. Now, I know that you've kind of had the challenges with your son, uh, and he, he's on the right road now. You've got a daughter that's just entering high school. I say those two things because those can be challenges that you face or are about to face. What do you think are some challenges that you're currently facing and how are you going to deal with those challenges or how are you dealing with those challenges? I think one of them you hit, you just brought up the topic is, is having a teenage daughter mm. and having that and keeping that open dialogue, that open communication, right. With your daughter as a dad. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I have certain aspects and certain things that we do as a family to keep that dialogue going. And that's one thing you had brought up earlier because it's very easy at that age, 14, 15, especially with social media, especially with with all the all their friends in high school, it's very quickly a child could start pushing away, right? And starting to block off and, and try to hide things from their parents. And one thing we've done from day one, and we started this from a very young age, is, is family meal and, and having open conversations during dinner time. And we've done this from day one. And, and, and our goal with my wife when we started this was for this purpose that when our kids finally got to being coming teenagers, they would be so comfortable having this open dialogue conversation with us that it would come natural to them. And now that my daughter's 14, she's still having that with us. And she's having that open conversation. And right now, like I said, like I, I still go for walks with her three, four days a week. We just go for a nice power walk and talk about life and talk about what things are happening. She's very open to tell me what her friends do and what they're doing. But it's, it is a very challenging time because I realize that her friends and who she hangs around with could steer her in a very uncomfortable position at this age. So it's understanding who her friends are, 
who she's hanging around with. Um, yep. giving, I'm making her understand that she has different options and she doesn't have to follow the crowd and be very independent. So these are all things I'm trying to imply into her. And, and I find my daughter is a natural entrepreneur, so I'm really trying to push that out of her right now. And I'm trying to make her understand that, hey, as an entrepreneur, it's okay to be to run things on your own. You don't have to follow the crowd. Be a leader. And, and that's another thing, too, is just leading, teaching her how to lead and how to not want to follow others. So there's, there's a whole bunch of lessons that we're trying to really imply to her right now because the next three to four years could be a, a very, very dramatic time in her life. So we want to make sure that she's ready for these next three to four years. And with my son, it's, it's always a challenge, right? I mean, he, he, he went through a lot. Um, he's out of his braces. He's very active. But, I mean, even educational-wise, like, his brain was very damaged when he was a kid. So he was a very, very behind educational-wise, learning-wise, reading-wise, spelling-wise. So for in grade four, he was in grade one level. So by grade mm-hmm. five, we, we, with all the extra help, we got him up to a grade three level. By grade six, we had him already up to grade five level. The pandemic has really thrown everything back again because we, we had him in extra schooling every evening. We had him in different programs, and the pandemic shut all those programs down. So the last year, we've done everything we can at home to keep his education going and keep him at a flow, but it's not the same. And right. now that he's back into school, it's, it's a catch-up game again. So now we're, we're going to be going to the next year or two before he gets to high school, and hopefully we can get him to catch up and be ready for high school. It's another scary part, right? He's going to high school. We want him to be ready and be confident. And, it's, and if he's not at the level the other kids are, it's, it's automatically already puts, it, it puts a, a kind of a negative spiral on the whole effect of high school. So these are all things that as parents we're, we're very aware of, and we're trying very, very hard and working very diligent to, to correct and try to be ahead of right now. Mm. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, you're doing it already with your kids as far as the open communication goes, but um, especially for your for your daughter who's, you know, going into high school or is in high school, if there's any bit of advice that I can give you is just make sure you keep that up because there are going to be things that she's going to face uh, that she has to be comfortable coming to you and talking to you about it. And it's just something that, you know, I give credit to my parents for is I was never afraid to talk to them, even if it was something that I did wrong or something that was happening to me, I was never afraid to talk to them. Um, so keep that level of communication up with her. And uh, clearly your son is, has done it before. He's almost to a point where he's caught up. He'll do it again. There's no doubt in my mind about that, especially with uh with you and your wife uh, at the helm, he'll he'll certainly get back on track. So I'll be praying for that, my friend. I really will. But I'm I'm. That's cool that your daughter's in in high school and and kind of going to go through that experience. That's a fun time for her. It's going to go fast, bro. It is going to go fast. Well, <laughs> yeah, and that and that makes me comfortable too, is knowing that in in, in, in a few in another year he'll be in her high school. So, I mean, once again, she'll have the he'll have the older sister too. To kind of yeah. watch over him, so that, that that makes us feel so much more comfortable. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, look, if uh, if my listeners, well, do me a favor, give me a give me. I know you kind of gave me a snapshot of Camoraware, um, True Blue Homes, you, another company you have. What do you guys do? What do you guys do there? True Blue Homes is a vacation rental business, and and that was actually all started because of my children, right? I was running Kamora. We're being very successful. We're doing extremely well with it, but I was still the face of the company. I was still the one customers wanted to call. Even though we were dealing with 1,800 gyms, 
people were still calling the office. Everybody's trying to reach out to me. So I realized it very quickly that if something were to happen to me and, and if I were to get sick or get hit by a car or something, I couldn't be at work for three, four or five months, this company would spiral down pretty quickly and it would be hard for everybody to maintain it. So I realized that I needed something for my kids as an asset because I wanted to make sure, especially with my son, I didn't know his future at the, at the beginning. And now it's a lot more clear because we have a great path for him. But I wanted to make sure that he was taken care of. And, and I thought the easiest way to do that is create wealth with real estate that would create passive income. And that's where True Blue Homes was um, was incepted. And, and, and we have built a portfolio vacation, commercial real estate right across Canada. And and it's um, it's all passive income. And it's all ready that one day they will be able to handle and take off. And what I've done is, I've done everything equally. So all every time I buy, I buy one property, it's actually I'll, I'll double and I'll buy two. I'll try to buy two or, or within a year period, I'll try to buy two that they're very comparable. So my my kids equally have um, everything equally right down the middle. So if something would happen to me, they both have their own properties already and they have the passive income. So they could be taken care of if they want to continue with that path later on in life. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, very cool. I love that. I love that. You're already setting them up for uh uh, being able to kind of venture down that entrepreneurial road and at the same time giving them uh, an opportunity to uh, expand. Even if it comes a time where you decide to retire, uh, you can hand it off to them and know that, that hey, it's going to be managed well and they know what they're doing now. So uh, that's cool. Good for you, man. If my listeners want to look you up, uh, I know you got the book. Uh, so if they want to get the book, look you up, learn a little bit more about you, maybe look up your companies. I know you got like 452 websites, but where's where's the best 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 place for my listeners to do that? If you want to uh, get a hold of me, I mean, on uh, social presence, I'm I'm mostly on uh, Instagram. It's at Jeff Lopes, J F F L O P S. If you're an entrepreneurial dad, you can check me out at uh, JeffreyLopes.com. It's J F F R E Y L O P S dot com, and that's a platform for entrepreneurial dads. And for the book, either Amazon or you could check out the Man's purpose.ca website and that's pretty much uh my platforms you could get old well very cool well jeff uh i am have a lot of respect for you my friend uh you've provided me just in the last month or two that we've known each other you've provided me a lot of wisdom and guidance and i appreciate everything about you who you are who you are the person you represent the dad you represent you certainly represent the dad up community very well uh, you and your wife are doing a remarkable job and i look forward to to our continued friendship, brother. I really do mean that. I, I, I love you like a brother, and I'm looking forward to uh, continuing uh, our friendship. I appreciate it so much, Brian. I appreciate your kind words, and, I, and, and the feeling is very mutual. And I'm excited to see what you do, and I'm excited to see Data Podcast become a data brand, and there's a lot of things that are going to come about it. So the audience should be looking forward to a lot of things coming from your side as well. So excited to see you grow as well. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at data podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Dad Up.